Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more. Time to chat sport for a few minutes. Don O'Sullivan, editor of the Limerick Leader and commentator on rugby and Gaelic games here on Live 95. With us, as is our soccer correspondent, Mike Ahern, and Live 95 Sports' Luke Liddy. And Munster Rugby beat Wasps 35 points to 14 in their opening Heineken Champions Cup game yesterday. Keith Earls, Patrick Campbell, Andrew Conway and Scott Buckley with the tries for the visitors in Coventry as they secured a bonus point. Patrick Campbell and Scott Buckley were making their debuts for the province and Munster were without 34 players as a result of uh, COVID-related uh, issues that you'd be well aware of over the last uh, fortnight. And uh, Wasps themselves, they were forced into changes ahead of the game with several players testing positive for COVID-19. Um, and all four Irish provinces got their Heineken Champions Cup campaigns off to winning starts. Um, Don O'Sullivan, I, I watched the game yesterday. I, to be honest, I didn't have the foggiest notion what was going on. I mean, what What happened? Joe, I won't lie, right? Since the match finished yesterday, I, I have had um, your good self in my head because I knew you were going to ask me what did I think of this game and I couldn't make sense of it either. I don't make sense of the coverage of it either, Joe. Munster went over yesterday and every single person on the pitch is a professional rugby player. You know, this miracle kind of narrative that is out there is baffling me. Um, it was a brilliant performance. It was excellent. But it's something that if you're watching rugby locally, you know the talent is always there. And I remember for years saying to you that the talent is there in Limerick hurling. If we just got our act together, we'd win, which we have. And it's the same in Munster. You look at someone like Scott Buckley and Pat Campbell, I think which we flagged up last week, which um, Pat Campbell and Daniel Okeke, that they would perform. Those players are here. So then that maybe led me to think then that, you know, you're asking me about these guys coming in or Moores or Jenkins or Mike Haley. We, we have the players here. That's what the local guys who have been considered cranks for years have been saying. The talent is here. Just have to let them play. And uh, yeah. as you saw yesterday when Pat Campbell tucked the ball under his arm, sure, I mean, why not? Yeah. So I'm, 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 with you. <laughs> I'm with you to an extent. I, I, am, I understand what you mean. But at the same time now, I mean, some of these lads looked young enough to be playing under 12s. Yeah, but Joe, you know, it's a sign of my own age when they say the guards look younger. Like, these professional <laughs> rugby players, Joe. Yeah, but, but no, so, no, some of them now. So some of them are uncontracted academy lads. Well, no, that's contracted, Joe. They get paid to play rugby. So when they were referred to in commentary yesterday as uncontracted, that was incorrect? Well, they're contracted to the academy, so they can't play with anyone else, Joe. And if, if your monsters want Pat Campbell to play with them, they have to ask Munster, can he play? So you tell me. You know, the, but the, these the lads have here, been playing a lot of AIL this year. Yeah, 100%. And that is the key point for me yesterday. The biggest winner here yesterday was Ian Costello. Because Ian Costello is the guy that fought for the likes of Pat Campbell, Daniel Okeke, Scott Buckley to be retained, to be kept in the academy system. He's also fought for them to play IEL. The club coaches have been brilliant for years with players. But the point I'm making still stands, Joe. The quality of rugby player in this province is there. You just have to let them play. And I know they all look young. And maybe people were saying yesterday with the bookies, you know, went from plus six to plus ten. You just don't know the guys. It doesn't mean they're not good and they're not like, raw. There, wasn't there one fellow who came on towards the end who was playing Harty Cup hurling a, a, a couple of months ago? Yeah, and now you're after opening another Pandora's box to me, Joe, because you're looking at Pat Campbell and Ethan Coughlin and Tony, 
Butler will come on there at the end all these multi-sport players Joe like Pat Campbell said minor football for Cork as had Kevin O'Byrne the Limerick or the Cork hooker that Munster has you know like it's, it's, it's if they play rugby they get better at playing rugby so they played loads of rugby and they're really good at rugby and people then say oh what's the COVID or yeah they were and then the man sent off yeah they did but like the skills and the ability to play the game yesterday everyone in Limerick and Cork and Waterford and Ennis knew that they could do that it's the people outside of that bubble thought, oh, I can't believe these guys went over to Washington. Of course they can. They're tackling bigger guys in the aisle every week. But people will say, oh, no, professional rugby, totally different. Let's give them five weeks off now in case they get hurt. Madness. If they were French, Joe, we'd be singing about them for years. Right. I have to absorb that now. I want to ask Luke to respond as well. And, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. You, you've confused me even more now. And, and I wouldn't mind but I held back I didn't see any social media or I wasn't near my phone all day yesterday because I only got the chance to watch the game I didn't want to know the score uh, on my own last night and I was just going what, what, is, what is this about I don't understand this this 35-14 scoreline with everything I'd read during the week anyway so you heard uh, what um, Don had to say there Luke uh, you know I think his basic point is well what do you expect Joe get over your shock and awe and Munster of course should have gone over there and beating wasps out the gate yeah yeah and Don knows a lot more than us about the, the All-Ireland League obviously we get out to get out, get out to games here and there but he, he takes in a lot more and, and knows the, the quality of, of talent there in the in the ranks in the All-Ireland League but um, just in terms of the, the no, whole on, do you agree or disagree with him? I mean he's I, look he's the editor of the Limerick Leader but he's not Moses like he doesn't have the hand <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. I didn't think that they'd go out and and win as handily as they did. I didn't think that there'd be completely kind of no structure to the game, and that the game would go the way it did. Then when you you see that that wasps had a, a couple of COVID issues themselves, obviously the sending off as well, you started to to believe a bit more. I just think overall it was a a massive win for for Munster Rugby in in trying circumstances when you've that many. Wait, wait one second. Like lots of Munster teams have gone over, you know, fully loaded to use that rugby expression they all love. Uh, over the years, to English clubs, including Wasps, and not won, and sometimes been beaten pretty comprehensively. I mean, by all rational criteria, shouldn't Wasp, this wonderful premiership club, at home, have reversed that scoreline? Shouldn't it have been 34 5 14 to them? They, I'm sure they'll be kicking themselves and, and you look kicking at their... F- I mean, are they not embarrassed to the most extraordinary <laughs> I extent? I think when you look at the actual quality, when you when you actually look at it, 10 of the players there probably would start for Munster week in, week out. You had the calming influence of, of Conor Murray. You had Chris Farrell coming back from That's injury. That's not you'd, a lot you'd, of post-rationalisation I, I mean, seriously, like... Yeah, yeah. There's an awful lot of people suddenly going this Monday morning. Talk about Monday morning quarterbacking. Oh, well, of course. I mean, it wasn't entirely... No, look, and, and I said, I, I did tell you, but there was there was a couple of circumstances that changed in the meantime uh, prior to kick off and the sending off as well, Joe. I'm not saying that I thought that that these youngsters were going to go out and Patrick Campbell was going to get his uh, a try in his debut. That Scott Buckley was going to be man of the match and go over for a try as well, and that Daniel Okeke was going to play so well. I I didn't know that coming into the game and, and didn't think that. I thought it was going to be a tighter game than it was. I'm just saying, in, in leading up to the game with the the couple of players that were out for Wasps and the, the sending off obviously changed the tide as well. They got a yellow coming up to half time there 10 minutes into the second half then with with 13 men all these things were were circumstances that that changed the the game obviously and changed the outcome of the game i'm i'm just saying overall i think just for 
for the province in terms of, of not just a win on the pitch, it was a win off the pitch because you had, I'd love to see the figures of, of people clicking onto the website to check the team sheet ahead of the game. You got to bed in some young talent that obviously gave the senior players a massive lift as well when you saw how much they went over to celebrate with the younger lads when they went over. Obviously that reinvigorates them as well and look mate, they were forced into it but maybe it's the way to go right. to start putting some younger blood in well, with well, the older well, lads. It's an interesting question uh, Don, so um, next week then are we expecting a, a thumping of cast at home um, and another bonus point and will all these young lads when these 34 fellas come back be allowed to just carry on in the first team? No, Joe, they, they won't be allowed to carry on the first team because you have a situation now where Munster facing into that cast game, then Leinster at home in 26, and a lot of them haven't played rugby in seven or eight weeks, maybe nine if my maths are correct. So, no, none of those young players, unfortunately, will. Some of them might break into the 23, but you'll expect all anyone that's uh, well and safe out of quarantine this week to, to return for the cast match. Just on that, too, Joe, you talk about loss and the tradition. All that. I mean, there's a lot of you know, the four provinces won at the weekend. There's an awful lot of question marks now as to. Like which competition is number one in the eyes of the French and the English at the moment. We've always kind of had it in the background, but you can very much see it now that the Champions Cup means everything to Munster and Leinster, Ulster and Connacht, but it doesn't to the others. Now, some of them do like to play in it, talk to Claremont, make a comeback against Ulster, that kind of thing. But you have to wonder, Joe, you saw the, the small crowd at the Rico Arena yesterday. It's not the Delalio's wasps that we would remember. It's a different brand. It's a company. They're trying to stay in the Premiership. Uh, they've moved from London, obviously, so it's not the, the same. It's not right. comparing like with like. Right. Okay, um, Micah Hearn, speaking of COVID issues, Man United have them uh, now, is that right? Morning, Mike. How are we doing, Michael? Are you with me? I'm not sure he is, actually. Yeah. Now we have you. Sorry, Mike, my fault. Uh, how are you? <laughs> Man United have issues. They certainly do, but I suppose they're not the, the highest profile because Spurs, of course, missed their Europa League days on Thursday night and, of course, no Premiership game at the weekend. But United did get the win and, I suppose, like every other team still in the Champions League, they're eagerly awaiting the draw for the last 16, which is about to get underway uh, at 11 o'clock this morning. But look, I think, Joe, look, I don't want to beat it to death, but you saw how uh, United were again against Norwich, lucky enough to get the penalty and the win at the weekend against a team who were struggling at the wrong end of the table. And, and yet we still continue to talk about them as if they're one of the biggest teams in the world. Um, for me, I thought Manchester City's performance at the weekend was excellent. West Ham unlucky to lose yesterday. You know, Chelsea scoring late at the weekend to win their game. Liverpool managing to win without playing well. And they're all above United in the table. Yeah, absolutely. And Luke, we should mention, of course, um, uh, Kilmallock. They're now in the Munster Senior Club hurling final against Ballygunner in early January after a pretty comprehensive win over Cork Champions Middleton, which we had full commentary on here on Live 95. Yeah, and it was, it was actually a, a case of, of nearly men versus boys in that game, Joe, and, and the scoreline actually probably flatters Middleton a little bit because they just never got going. They they didn't know what to do with the ball. They were giving it away every time they got it. And, and Kilmallock, after a seven-week layoff, I, I was thoroughly impressed with them with, with the way they were able to come out and, and start right out of the traps and, and got over the line. And, and it's a great win. They won the competition, of course, back in 2014, the last time they were in it. They'll be looking to do the same again now against Bally Gunner, who... Uh, 
of course, went on and, and beat uh, Tipperary's Lockmore Castellini yesterday in controversial circumstances with uh, a sending off there that, that everyone's given out about of, of Noel McGrath. But it's going to certainly be a mouthwatering final between Kilmallock and Ballygunner. And Kilmallock, of course, with a bit of uh, unfinished business, they'll feel as well in the All-Ireland Club Championship. So they'll be hoping to get over the line, land provincial silverware and, and move on from there. Really, really looking forward to it. And, and briefly, one other thing. I mean, normally people who drive Mercedes don't whinge, but Mercedes are whinging. Well, 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 it's terrible how tri- badly treated are we were yesterday and our eight times world champion or seven times world champion Lewis Hamilton because Max Verstappen uh, won the world championship in Abu Dhabi on the last day. Yeah, and we love we love to see a new man take the helm, don't we, Joe? It really spices things up. I have to say that uh, my knowledge of of F one racing uh, really just extends uh, to the to the Netflix documentary, which I thoroughly enjoyed and said I was going to take up the sport and start following it afterwards, which I I didn't really. But you couldn't help but but keep an eye on the action yesterday, uh, all the drama. And yeah, I was I was listening to something this morning, and it says this uh, this could go on for months. They're taking it to the courts now, and Max Verstappen mightn't actually be able to celebrate I mean, for. But it is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I mean, nobody ever gives credit to somebody who, you know, having lost on the pitch or on the track, starts taking it to the courts. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, you see, they, they do, and they're they're quite, um, I, I don't know what the word, maybe catty or, or whatever with each other. You've seen that in the in the documentary, and they, they they're really... Other. Christian they, Horner they, of Red Bull <laughs> and your man Toto Wolff. They, each other, they yeah. absolutely <laughs> despise each other with a vengeance, which is phenomenal. Yeah, so I maybe... Mean, they're look, very rich men, like, you kind of think, lads, would you ever calm down there? Go home for Christmas. You know, it's e, done. Move e, on. Yeah, and maybe, you want, maybe they just want to dampen the, the moment for them as well. And, and draw it out as long as they can. Maybe it's a psychological thing, but uh, yeah, hopefully Verstappen gets his hands on the on the trophy in the end, right. and it's all settled. All right, okay. A very exciting weekend of sport. Thank you very much, Donald Sullivan. Thank you, Luke Liddy. Thank you, Micah Hearn. Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live ninety five with AIB, proud supporter of the Goal Mile. You can register now at goalmile.org. AIB, we pledge to do more.